Hello and welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for attorney Scoobies and Buffy newbies, where we take episodes of Buffy and use them to talk about life things. I'm Omar. I'm Chris. And I'm Holland. And today we're talking about episode two of season four, Living Conditions. Let's head into the library. All right. Wow. Let me tell you, there are... Recording this in the UC Sunnydale Library Mm -hmm. is an introduction of so many different sights and sounds. Mostly sounds, like Mm -hmm. vacuum cleaners the last week. We've got helicopters flying overhead. Mm -hmm. I think it's a robotics team, right? Or might be uh, some ROTC practice. Yeah, I think it's the helicopter club. Oh, the helicopter club. The clopters. Yeah, the clopters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Sunnydale clopters. The the UC Sunnydale clopters. Um, Last week we were joined by Darnell, and that was great, but uh, I realized that we didn't get a chance for the three of us to quickly catch up on uh, on the new year, because this is, we're in 2017. Great. We wrapped up season three in 2016, and now we're here in 2017. Mm-hmm. High school's done. College school's here. Done. Yeah. How was your guys' New Year's? Fantastic. I was in New York City. I got to see the Puffs play, which is a off-Broadway Hufflepuff play. Nice. Um, and they were in an art, the Nerdist article uh-huh. that yep. Hufflepuff yep. Pass was in. So a guy that I went to NYU with, Steve Stout, was in the cast. And so I went up to him, and then he introduced me to the cast, and I let them know. I was like, hey, guys, we were all in that Hufflepuff article. And they were like, oh, great. Nice. So everybody in New York, go see the play Puffs if you're into that sort of thing. How about you, Holland? What did you do for New Year's? Um, Mine was good. So I flew back from New Jersey on New Year's Eve. I went to my friend, um, my friend's boyfriend's house, and we just, like, there were, like, a few of us. We just, like, played board games. That sounds great. Board games into the new year and then did, like, brunch the next morning. It was nice. It was chill. What a great way to ring in the new year. Yeah, and then I, like... My whole thing for this year is to, like, not put things off. Uh-huh. So I, like, went to Ikea and bought a comforter that actually fits my bed and uh, went to Bob's Big Boy for the first time because I've never gone. And it's, don't like, it five Just minutes away it. from my house. <laughs> awesome. Um, yeah, which I don't You've know. You've never gone to Big Boy? No, I've never gone. Were you introduced to it through Austin Powers? I was not. I was introduced to it through, like, obviously I knew it existed, um, but David Lynch takes a lot of took a lot of his like very important business meetings at Bob's Big Boy and I had oh. just gone to like a thing where I saw like David Lynch and, and like Mel Brooks and a bunch of other people speak what? and they talk about how like like David Lynch and Mel Brooks's first uh, when they first met uh, to discuss like funding for like Elephant Man that was at Bob's Big Boy um, when David Lynch first introduced uh, Laura Dern to Kyle McLaughlin for Blue Velvet, that meeting was at Bob's Big Boy. Cool. Um, you get choked up thinking about no, it, aren't you? <laughs> Shut up. And then uh, there was a, he met with like John Waters there. Like he's met wow. with so many kind of like iconic big people just like at that Bob's Big Boy. So I was like, well, I have to go. Um, so yeah. That's I, awesome. I got to go back knowing yeah. that. It's just yeah. cool because you like hear about all these things that happen there and you're just like. I have some friends visiting. Um, from Australia right now and just driving around is cool because it's just like oh that's that place oh the Jim Henson studio and stuff like that it's just like really fun we're just mm-hmm. like yep yeah, Fatty Arbuckle used to live there yeah mm-hmm. I think was it Fatty Arbuckle I think it was Fatty Arbuckle that lived around here my <laughs> sister used to live in Clara Bow's house oh yeah yeah film actress Clara Bow yep does everybody know who that is yeah great she's <laughs> the it girl she was the it girl yeah she was the, in the movie it yep yep with Stephen King <laughs> I don't know. I always like stuff like that. Like there's a there's a house that we used to always stay in in Vermont that was Norman Rockwell's house. Whoa, that's cool. That was always cool. Was there like stray paintings that he never put out, just laying around? No, not really. Like you couldn't really tell it was his house. Like they put up artwork. 
okay. in there that of I think him. was more of like a, hey, look, this is Norman Rockwell's house. Here's some Norman and Rockwell art. Um, but yeah, it was a cool place. I don't know, like stuff like that. Like, Here's the thing. Um, I don't think I'll ever have any amount of prestige that would uh, deem a residence a place that I lived at some point. Of course you will. I Okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Might be creepy, though, for people to know where I lived. But that's fine. That's a <laughs> You'll be long dead by then. Oh, good, good, good. Well, that, that'll make this a lot easier to say then. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I hide stuff um, every time I move out. Like, just little, like, because, I don't know, like, I, I'm, I love, like, the Goonies. Like, they go mm-hmm. in the attic and they find stuff. Mm-hmm. And so, in one apartment, I've hidden dice in the walls where, like, nails were and stuff. I just had a bunch of tiny dice, so they're in there. So you might stumble upon those if you live in somewhere I used to live. Oh, my goodness. And then if you occupy the old machinima offices, which are on, it's on Olive Street in yeah. Santa Monica, you will find notes hidden in the bricks. That you wrote? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> little jokes. What do they say? Just little jokes. I wrote jokes, and I just rolled them up, and I put them in <laughs> the bricks, and maybe you'll find them. <laughs> I, never left, I never really left anything. There's been places that I've, like, written my name on, like, the wall. That I, like, want to go back and see if it's still there. But, like, you always feel like, I'm like, oh, that could be, like, painted over. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in junior year, me and my friend Rich my friend Sam, we moved in. And Sam Kirsch mm-hmm. was the extra roommate. We became friends with him that year. But he was, like, the new guy. And mm-hmm. we didn't know him as well. And so we came and found in the lobby a giant joint, a giant stack of Sweeney Todd posters that were free. It was just like Johnny Depp's face looking grimacing and Mm. having the Bride of Frankenstein swipe in his hair. And so we just put them everywhere. And we put them all through Sam Kirsch's stuff. So it was like, we put it like in his medicine cabinet. He would like open it and like Swindy Todd would be staring at him. Or like, we like put it like behind the door where like the toilet would be. So if he was like sitting down to go on the toilet and he turned back and we had like a stash of them. So he would like, he would get like rid get of rid of them and throw them out. And then we'd like go into his drawers and like hide Sweeney Todd's in there. And then when we finally left the dorm, uh, we cleaned the place up. Spick and span, but we left all the Sweeney Todd posters for the person who came in after to find. That's amazing. Little um, trick, and we're about to talk about dorm rooms in a second. If you're currently in a dorm room or you're going to be occupying a dorm room soon and you want to leave like a little surprise, you know how there's like drawers that come mm-hmm. in? They'll open the drawers, check. They won't check underneath the drawer, so you can tape something at the back there, and maybe one day someone will discover it. That's a good point. That's a little hiding place you can put stuff. All right. <laughs> That's under, of course, the condition uh, that you are living in a dorm, which reminds me of the episode Living Conditions, which is what we're talking about right yeah. now. Now, let's say you are hard-boiling some eggs or rolling them slowly and cracking the shells so you can just put salt and pepper on them so you can eat them and annoy the person living with you. And you didn't get a chance to actually watch the episode. Don't worry. We've got you covered. Chris is going to tell you the episode in five Easy, scaly skin sentences. So, Chris, take it away. While everyone else is loving college, Buffy is having a hard time with her annoying roommate, Kathy, who does nothing but get really OCD about control of her own objects and is constantly ironing her jeans and playing an incessant, repetitive track of Believe by Cher to the point where Buffy starts to develop a strange suspicion that her new roommate is not all there. One. Now, normally, the Scooby gang would just believe that Buffy was in the right, 
But in this particular case, they think that Buffy is starting to go a little crazy because Buffy starts to not only become obsessed with how horrible her roommate is, but she starts to get weird by collecting her toenails and measuring the toenails and saying that the toenails are growing after the uh, toenails have been clipped, which indicates to Buffy that Kathy is not just an annoying roommate, but a demon. Two. Kathy and Buffy both reveal that they've been having similar nightmares, which involve a strange, scaly demon pouring blood into their mouths and doing this weird sucking process out of their, with their soul, and it keeps on repeating, and that's the only real clue that the Scooby gang has to, is Buffy actually experiencing something supernatural, or is the craziness of college living just getting to her? Three. Buffy has had it and confronts Kathy and the negativity gets so intense and out of control that the Scooby gang needs to summon Buffy separately. Oh, there's a loud helicopter. That's the, uh, that's the, the copter club. The copter, yeah, the copters. The copters are, yeah, the copters are coming in hard. Um, <laughs> The Scooby gang isolates Buffy and traps her in a net and ties her up because they're afraid that Buffy's going to do something crazy and murder an innocent girl. Four? Four. Yeah. Buffy breaks free of her ropes, goes back to her dorm room, and gets in a fight with Kathy where she easily pulls off her demon face and it reveals to everybody that Buffy was, in fact, correct the whole time and that Kathy was a young demon escaping her previous dimension. And what happens is they open up a portal in the middle of the dorm room and Kathy and her demon overlord get sucked in and then Willow says, you know what Buffy, maybe you and I can live together and they do. Five. Boom. That's the episode. That's the episode. This is, I I like this episode. Okay, really quick. um, Dagny Kerr plays Kathy Mm -hmm. and I had uh, the awesome pleasure of meeting her um, at a at a play mm-hmm. uh, a little while ago, one of the coolest people. She's so nice and so awesome. And I asked her about season four, yeah. uh, about these two episodes, and she was like, "It was a blast. It was great." Um, and so it's so funny seeing. It's just like it's such a great character. Kathy's such a great character mm. because they play that line of like she's the worst, but maybe she's not evil mm-hmm. for like or like not necessarily evil, but like a demon for like a while. like they really string that out uh and it's such a great way to like follow up the freshmen Mm -hmm. it's a perfect college episode Mm -hmm. um as these as you know season four being like the college years the freshman does a little bit of that just because it's obviously typical college stuff yeah but the idea of having an obnoxious roommate takes that buffy metaphor um, element of seasons yeah. one through three where it's high school is hell and that everything you experience is, you know, uh, manifested in demon form. It's what if you had that roommate from hell and it turned out they yep. actually were a hell demon. And, you know, I, my roommate and I didn't get along. The Buffy and Kathy room space, that was a huge room. That's yeah. a giant That's a really room. nice room. Yeah, like my dorm room was a, was a prison cell. <laughs> Yeah, it literally had a bars. literal prison. Yeah, style. yeah, no, yeah. You couldn't open the windows. Yeah, because they were afraid kids would jump out. Yeah, that's not a joke. And um, and we our beds were it was closed quarters. Mm-hmm. Let's just say. And my dorm room did not have air conditioning. 
it was a very odd little way to be trapped in a box with someone you didn't know. Dorms aren't... I don't know about you guys. I mean, I guess I know about Chris. So, mm-hmm. Did you have a different situation? Like, was your dorm, like, comfy? No, not really. I mean, it depends. So we had, like, a couple different buildings and, like, a couple different layouts. Usually freshmen are in Little Building, um, which it's is where I was. called Little Building? Yeah. And okay. uh, so my very first roommate uh, freshman year, it was just a double, and it was just, like, me and her, and it was, like, a, it was, like, a small-ish room. Um, and I like, oh my God, I hate it. It was not a good, it wasn't a great living situation because it's like, cause there were some rooms that were suites that I eventually ended up living in. I think halfway through freshman year, I moved out and then I was in a suite again for sophomore year where it was like, you had the same thing where it was like, it was like three like doubles. Um, but then you also had like a common area. Okay. Um, so that was, and then like your own bathroom and like shower and stuff instead of having to go to like the community bathroom and like community showers. So, um, yeah, it wasn't, I mean, having a suite was definitely better than just having the double. Yeah. But it wasn't like, there's probably worse living situations, but I was not a fan of it. Cause usually people like who are in little building, you get really close to the people on your floor. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really do that either. Um, so it was just not, I did not get along <laughs> with my roommate. It was not great. I was glad when I moved out. My, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, in general, I'm gonna I'll chat about roommate stuff in a second, but just in general, it's weird to me. So I, um, uh, a friend of ours, Sabra Prasada, who hopefully will be on the podcast soon, is going through Buffy for the first time right now and loves it. Mm-hmm. He awesome. just got to uh, I think Bad Girls is the episode he just got oh, to, wow. or no, Doppelgangland. Oh, I think. Cool, cool, cool. oh, that's the best. And one. then, and he's just like, this is this is the best uh, writer for person of interest. Does a bunch of stuff, a comic book writer. And uh, so he and I stayed in at UC San Diego for a few weeks during a summer in high school for oh, a program. Cool. And I was like, oh, that was like my first introduction to dorms. And I was like, cool. And they felt like army barracks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, cool. And then when I went to UCSB, it was like a slightly smaller room than that. And then we had three of us in there. And it was like, you get a desk. And then there's like a bed, there was like a bunk bed and then another bunk bed, but the bottom was taken out so that the other guy could have, my roommate Will, could have his desk there under his bed. And it's just like when you're thinking about it, you're like, you squeeze three human beings <laughs> into, <Yeah. laughs> like that's so, and like we had, I probably wasn't the best because, uh, I would I would come back at like three a.m. and stuff. I was like out late, and mm-hmm. they tended to go to sleep. I I can't even imagine what I put them through. Yeah. Uh, so it's such a such a yeah. Dorms are so weird. Like it makes sense with like I like with Buffy and Willow. It gets finally back to that like comfortable. This is how like you mm-hmm. would hope something would yeah. be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, because like you go to college and you're like, oh, it's like a sleepover every night, and it's like when you're roommates with someone you're friends with. It's a totally different experience yeah. than when you're roommates with someone that, like, you're, like, walking on eggshells around because you're trying to, like, not offend them. Mm-hmm. And you try and put up with their stuff. But then there's, like, always that, like, sometimes there's, like, the thing that just, like, it's not. Yeah. like, oh, I can't do this. That like, breaks them. Yeah. 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 It was I. My freshman year roommate was a guy named Rob. And he was totally fine and friendly. He, um... He was in Stern, which was the business school. Sure. And I was in Tisch, which was the art school. So we were definitely different people, and he wasn't very extroverted. What ended up happening was um, 
who would go on to become the people I would live with throughout all of New York, uh, not just freshman year. They were randomly paired. My friends Rich, uh, my friend Sam Markowitz, and my friend Glauber, and they were paired as a three-part room. And so what happened was Glauber started dating this girl, so he would always stay in her room. So mm. I ended up almost just sleeping in, in Glauber's bed as if it was my bed because he was never in his bed. Mm-hmm. And so me, Rich, and Sam essentially were roommates, and then I would just sort cool. of have my room as an extra room. And uh, so that was a fun part of it because we would just watch movies and you know go to parties, and it was a that was a that was a fun time. That was a fun damn time. Room eleven oh five. We had a lot of we made silly videos and Oh you guys have to make that into like the like the Pixar like hidden number thing. Like everything you do has to have like an eleven oh five in the back. Oh, good like every idea. license plate or whatever. Yeah. Great idea. Uh, I had a similar situation where because I mentioned last week that my friends lived in the college town and had an apartment that I later inherited. Uh, the we were we call ourselves the Picasso Pals. Nice. Because, and then recently one of our Picasso Pals got married, that's why I was in Boston. Oh, um, the Picasso pal. Because we were, lived on Picasso. I okay. should probably clarify that. <laughs> I thought that you guys were like, <laughs> we just, had strange misshapen uh, faces with yeah, noses exactly. and eyes. We just loved cubism. Uh, <laughs> and, um, and so, it, yeah, so I ended up crashing on their couch a lot. Because I was like, this feels like a sleepover. Mm. Uh, whereas, it's just, I don't know, it feels like... At the time I did it, and because there's a lot of romanticizing about college, I feel like you just do it. Because mm-hmm. you're like, this is a situation, this is what it's like, I'm excited to be out of the house and stuff, uh, for the most part. But then when I was visiting my youngest brother in college, at his dorm, and it was just three beds in this room with like a linoleum floor, and they're like, yeah, we're about to play some Smash, you want to hang out? I was like, no. <laughs> no, you guys have clothes everywhere, it's three beds, I don't know these two 18-year-olds. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't want to be here. Let's go to a pizza place. Let's go somewhere public that I know that there's someone who's cleaning it on a regular basis. And that was probably and Smash. Funny you mentioned Smash because there was a lot of Smash getting yeah. played in the dorms. Oh yeah. Who did you play as Holland? Um, I mostly played Mario Kart and was Peach, but in Smash, no Smash. I played as um Sheik. Oh, oh, but you're a later because oh, you're younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Why don't you use your Smash? Your I smash always just play it. as the Kongs, whoever's available. <laughs> I was just like, whoever was just in the apartment at the time from the Kong family. Yeah. yeah. Diddy, Donkey, like usually. all of them are available to you, right? Yeah. You know. <laughs> just I, mean, always, I always just try to battle as the Kongs. Got it, got it. Yeah. So you rep, you rep- or Star Fox if everybody else is taken. Ooh. Did you guys ever do the Star Fox cheat or the you break the game? You get two, you get two Star Foxes? And you know how you can reflect? Yeah. What you do is you shoot with your beam, and then one reflects to the other, and it reflects back and forth and becomes a black hole. And that's how black holes start. Wow. There's two Firefoxes. Oh, two Star Foxes do that. Firefox is a browser. Oh. I, uh, I usually play as Link. He's cool. I'm a Link guy. I like that distance. Yeah. I like to drop them bombs, and I like to throw boomerangs. That and is And have great. them come back to me. When someone deflects, when a Star Fox deflects that... Ruins my day. <laughs> I cannot tell you how many how many down B moves I will do after that because I am mad. Uh. <laughs> what was your like? What did you do for fun in your dorm situation, Holland? Um. So what I did, like, so there was the dorm that was actually my dorm, and what ended up happening was like my roommate would go to bed at like like super early. Like she would go to bed at like 10 p.m. and then I was not allowed to like 
be on my computer because apparently the light for my computer, oh. even if it was under my blanket, was like too bright for her. I hate oh, that. So no. then I would have to go into the hallway to try and get my work done, but it was a really loud hallway because like everyone was like outside and like, it was like a willow's room situation so it was like really loud in the hallway so i couldn't get work done and i like couldn't be in my room and then i think there was like a brief period of time where she started like hooking up with someone i was like thank god she's not here like fucking great but then it like ended up being a thing where i mostly spent my time and my friend sweet and i would like crash on their couch usually if i went to a party and got too drunk um which happened a decent amount and I would just like I would sleep on their couch and then eventually one of their um one of the people in their suite moved out probably like halfway through freshman year. So then I ended up being able to move into their suite like officially um and like have a bed and everything. But uh because they were like they were the people that I had met like that first week and like spent all of my time with. So I literally it was me and then like um my friend Josh and my friend no, he lived in the suite at the time. And then I think, like, one other person, but we were, like, who, like, didn't technically live in the suite. We were just to hang out there all the time. So then it was, like, sweet. It was sweet 608, which ended up becoming our thing was, like, 608 or, like, 608 and friends because there was just, like, a group of us that would just, like, we just hung out in that suite. And, like, every time, everywhere we went, we just, like, went together. Like, it was super clicky. Um, but So 608 is going to be your yeah, hidden thing, Pixar yeah. number. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Great. 1105, 608. Mm-hmm. What is yours, Omar? Pencil Brothers? So, yeah, Pencil Brothers. <laughs> no, that's what we were. We were the because we loved pencils. Because <laughs> we lived on Pencil Street. <laughs> uh, the Pencil Street Playhouse. Six. Picasso Brothers. <laughs> we were the Picasso Pals. And <laughs> like, it just sounds like a, like a 1940s comedy troupe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're the Pencil Brothers. <laughs> Let's uh, draw you a scene. Uh... <laughs> Um, six five seven eight. I want to say was that address. Okay. We called it the Prancing Pony House. Oh, we nice. And then I Love said back when I thought it. that I could do anything because that's like an uh, you get to a stage in your life where you're just like, hey, I think I could do anything. Oh yeah. And so that, yeah. college was the height of thinking that. Yeah. So we I used was, to assign ourselves which sequels we were going to make. Like Sam, oh yeah, like Sam Markowitz was going to be the director of Jurassic Park Five. I was going to direct the Donkey Kong trilogy, and I still will. <laughs> I didn't know you were, like, this into Donkey Kong. Really? No. I try to publicize it. I just, like, this is... This is we got to work on your branding a little bit. This is all new information we got to put on your business me. cards. I didn't know. Your business card should just be barrels. <laughs> and just, like, it's, like, college, Chris. It's, like, the same as now, except he's wearing, like, a Diddy Kong shirt. And it's just, like... And a cap, and yeah. he's just really, he just always talks yeah. about how into Donkey Kong. and like, yeah. yeah, I see it. And my head is buzzed, and I've got probably 35 to 40 pounds on top of me. In uh, in college? Yeah. The freshman 30. <laughs> 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 you gotta watch out for it. Hey, Toasty Sandwiches, which no longer exists, is now a Starbucks. Man, that was a good place. They had the sandwich called the Alice, which was like apple and turkey and brie cheese and honey. And it was, was like, it named after Alice in Wonderland? I like to believe it was. Because she encounters some of those things. She encounters brie cheese. <laughs> right? I think she eats an apple or two. It's like her and Diner just eating brie cheese. Uh, <laughs> um, there was a question. Oh, there, God, there was a question I was going to ask you, Chris. <laughs> I think that's so distracting. <laughs> there's, there's so much in front. There's so much pouring out. Yeah, it's so, li- like, the living conditions of college are really weird. It's odd. It's like... 
it makes you understand why kids leave. Like what I found interesting about the note leaving situation is yeah. no one questions it because yeah. it's common for kids to just be like, I don't want to do this. I can't do this. Yeah. And it happened in my change school. Consistently. It's pretty crazy. And I remember, uh, my buddy Sean, who I later, uh, moved in with, uh, and he, he's getting married later. So that's another Picasso pal is getting married. Um, he had a, he had two other roommates, and then one guy joined a fraternity. I think he joined Sigma Nu. He rushed, and he got in. And then, so now suddenly they had, like, extra room. <laughs> and they were excited. And oh. they did something smart. They did something that I actually thought was really smart. Um, they got a bottle water service. Like, the big bottle. Of, so they had, like, a water cooler, but it wasn't, like, it didn't cool the water. It just held it and could dispense it. They got a water dispenser. And that was a great idea, because I feel like I was dehydrated in the dorms, because I didn't want to walk all the way to the freaking uh water fountain mm. <laughs> why am i so angry about this short walk to the water fountain yeah, it's too long but and i had this bottle called i called it the life bottle or i called it christian bottle because um real life it was an organization at ucsb christian organization and um they handed out a bunch of stuff for the fresh to the freshmen and one of them was a water bottle and i used it all the time and i still have it great yeah that's, so that's awesome. a little story about that. But the best, oh, sorry, the thing I remembered about, like, when you believe you could do anything, I wanted to, I, in my head, I was like, I'll burn a prancing pony sign. Like, in my head, I was like, I'll get a solder, and I'll just burn wood. That has to be easy, right? I'll go get wood. I'll, pro- I'll get some cedar or oak, just a slab of it from Home Depot, and I'll burn the sign, because I'm an artist and can do that, and then I'll hang it up with chains from I don't know where, and I was convinced that I would do this for our apartment, and I never did. Never happened. <laughs> I also got a giant piece of wood that I said I would turn into a beer pong table, and it worked. Did you just buy? Oh, okay, I was like, did you just buy a bunch of wood? Okay, and like the just wood every was on day. Sale. Just there was like a wood every sale. day you would come home with like a different piece of wood. And they're like, oh, there's Omar. Forget no more wood. What are you gonna make for it this time, Omar? Guys, this is gonna be a cup. Hey, Omar. <laughs> Sounds like you just made stacks of wood. Yeah, in the end, I did make something. Uh, What'd you make? A, a pile of wood. <laughs> I called it a throne. You can call it what you'd like. Uh, I really feel Planks. like... <laughs> you started a pirate ship plank business. Uh, yeah, yeah. But pirating is... But it tanked. The yeah. planks tanked. <laughs> I tanked the planks. Uh, I want to talk more about the episode. Yeah. But yeah. I feel like it's we so straightforward. It. Eggs is... Like, roommate food stuff is pretty nuts. Yeah. And I, I think that was such a good... This... This is a Marty Knoxon episode. Mm-hmm. She wrote it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the specific choices they made for this episode in terms of Kathy are perfect. Mm. She's from Nebraska, Ugh. right? Or a, a supposedly from Nebraska, um, which is such a great thing for, like, California Buffy. Right. She eats eggs that she rolls slowly, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, hard, pre-hard-boiled eggs. And where was she hard-boiling them? Because I guess they probably had a kitchen. There was probably, like, a group kitchen that you could use. Oh, yeah, probably. Group kitchens are the worst. Oh, my God. I hate, like, group-prepared food. Unless, like, I'm in a commune, then I associate with everyone making the food. Right, everybody's, like, it's like in Firefly, where everyone's like, we're going to make dinner now. This is our plate, this is our mess hall or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. But normally, it's like, I'd walk into the kitchen to make something, and then there's just, like, some schmozby making... Like, ruining mac and cheese, which is the easiest thing to make. I was thinking mac and cheese as well. Yeah. A common food for young folk to make in dorms. You know what's crazy about mac and cheese to me? And we'll get back to the episode in a second. But, like, the mac and cheese, it's just mm-hmm. powder. 
the, not even the in. Like we've gotten so far for mac macaroni and, and like cheese. Macaroni and cheese. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's powder that you mix with milk. I don't know. It's good. Cheese-ish. Maybe. Sometimes you put real cheese in it. I, there were times where I would, like, make it and then put some real shredded cheese in it, but you would have to put it in at the right time because then mm, it would get, like, it would be really good. It would good. be strange. My most thrilling mac and cheese experience was... <laughs> I had a youth ritual that I would uh, do quite regularly where I would get the Velveeta mac and cheese. Ooh, okay, now we're talking. I never got behind Velveeta. Outrageously good. The mac and cheese, give it a shot. It like comes in like a cheese <laughs> squeeze. It's like a, it's like a cheese goop. But it seemed cheesier, uh, and I would make <laughs> the Vel- I would make the Velveeta mac and cheese, and it was great. And I would always accompany it by watching the VHS of uh, Pooh: The Search for Christopher Robin. Okay, Pooh's Great Adventure: The Search for what Christopher Robin. What age was this? Fifteen? Uh, <laughs> no, uh, I'm not sure. Probably like ten or eleven. Okay. That's, oh, okay. All right. That holds water. Yeah. Yeah, I was really into that movie and eating that mac and cheese. It was like a thing as a kid that I was like, I do these two things mm-hmm. together. A thing that I noticed about this episode <laughs> is uh, Kathy, so Kathy is reading, uh, it's definitely, because I had the same exact copy of this book, so I didn't look up to see if this is exactly what it is, but I'm like 99.9% sure that she is reading Myra Breckenridge by Gore Vidal. Okay. Because I also had to read that in college, and I also had that same, like, it's like that black... It's like the one of the like first editions of it. It's like the smaller like paperback black copy with like the the art on it is like this like orange and then it, whatever. But that book is about someone who like they get gender reassignment surgery. So okay. it's, it's like it's like a woman who like used to be a man. So it's like someone who is like pretending to be someone that okay. they're not. Um, it's obviously more complicated with Meyer Breckenridge. Um, but it's I thought it was funny that it, she's a demon and she's like oh. a hidden demon versus like the whole it's, it's That's like good. a similar a like yeah versus like a, a like a gender reassignment thing which is but it's like a similar kind of like this person is not what they seem they are. What I Thank noticed you. in the episode was that she had to keep ironing her jeans. I did notice that too. <laughs> no, but I did actually also notice that, that she was ironing jeans. And I was like, that's a fucking weird thing to do. Who irons yeah. jeans? Um, and then Buffy flips out about yeah, it. Yeah, then she flips out okay, about so it. Okay, so this is what I love about these dorm situations and stories is that we have all these weird things about ourselves that I don't think we notice because we're, we're usually in our own context. Yeah. And it's not until, like, we... You're just forced to be with a stranger that you pick up on theirs and they pick up on yours. Mm-hmm. What do you think your guys' strange dorm habits were? Like, do you um, think your roommate Holland was just like, why does she keep putting the blanket over her head and watching movies? And I'm just, that? yeah, I'm trying to, well, no, I'm just trying to think, even just like now having a roommate, what are things that I do that are probably annoying? I have a bad habit of like, I start things, but don't finish them like, like I go in between signs. a bunch of things <laughs> no. but it's like I'll start doing the dishes and then I'll get distracted and start to do something <laughs> else and then I'll be like no, no no I'm gonna come back and do it but then like as soon as I stop doing the dishes like Bailey will come out and then do dishes and I was like no but I was gonna finish them I just stopped to go because I'll be like oh I forgot to clean up this thing so it's like I'll be doing multiple things at once and I don't and I think it's an annoying habit that I have because I'll be like oh washing dishes so I'm like oh wait I left these dishes in my room let me go get the dishes from my room to continue doing <laughs> and then it's um, yeah, or also I leave a bunch of, like, I leave glasses around that, like, 
have like half filled with like liquids. Is that because you're trying to fight aliens? I know. I'm literally like I'm like Abigail Breslin in signs. Like I just leave. I'll be drinking water and then I'll forget about it and then I'll like pour another glass of water and I'll forget about the different and I'll just have like glasses just like all over the place. uh, By the way, did I tell you the update about the signs poster that I have? No. No. I was moving it. And the glass slipped out from the back, oh my God. which sounds like a scary story, but it's not. Don't worry. <laughs> and so it slid down, and it turns out behind the signs poster is a Hunger Games poster. Oh. I think I like the Hunger Games more than I like signs. I like signs more than I like the Hunger well, Games. Well, both of you, <laughs> boy, do I have a coincidence you're both going to love. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell you how serendipitous this specific situation is. Contact me after the podcast. <laughs> Give me your mailing addresses, and I will. <laughs> I have an extra poster tape you can use. Great. <laughs> Give it for Holland, though. Okay. Yeah. My you annoying- need to get rid of the poster tape. I know someone who needs one. Great. <laughs> My annoying things, as I'm sure there are many. Mm-hmm. Um. What would I guess is the most annoying thing? I am a pack rat borderline hoarder. Um, I collect... I, I, I don't even know how I get this stuff. Like, like, you can look around now. This isn't too bad of it, but it's like, this is bleeding I mean, out into my living room. We, uh, the <laughs> listeners can't. <laughs> yeah, you, you listeners can't look around, but I... I don't even understand when I collect this stuff. I just, it just remember happens. when I first met you and would come over here when you had the tree from like Star Trek. Yeah, oh, yeah. Can you talk about that? Are you left? Oh, oh yeah, shoot. totally. Nobody cares. Um, <laughs> they were. Uh, that stuff was mostly trashed. My friend Elliot and I were PAs on the set of Star Trek Into Darkness and the Nibirin planet, which was the red planet in the opening of. Uh, that's kind of that like Indian Jones type sequence. There's all these red trees that were plastic and they were going to destroy them so Elliot took one and then he went on a cross country uh, vision quest and he left me with the tree and tied it on uh, the wall with tiny little ropes and then I remember he said to me before he left he said now make sure people understand that it's a decorative art piece it's not meant for climbing and I was like no one's gonna climb on this tree <laughs> it was definitely too small for climbing yeah it was not a good but it was such an intense request and uh, then he took it back now it's in his apartment because he it is his he did remove it from from that set <laughs> um, yeah yeah, so I think, yeah I think my most annoying thing is just collecting of things and leaving them and leaving crap all over the place mm-hmm. that's it yeah not necessarily, uh, I'll probably just leave it at that. <laughs> Mine is probably too much poetry. Just too much poetry. You read it aloud? No. Just sitting there in silence reading? Right. Uh, I don't know. I think I have very erratic, uh, sleep and mood patterns. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that would probably be the thing. I know that, like, previously, like, I've had roommates who, like, my body is built production mm-hmm. and I can work like I can work 20 hour days for like a week and then I'll sleep till like 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. for a few days straight and I'm like fine with it like my body can do it and I think it freaks out a lot of people who are just like why aren't you it's eight o'clock you should be up and I'll be like no no, no I'll do it. and then like other day, and they're like are you not a morning person like, I don't know I guess not and then other days I'll be up at six because I have to like work on a script and mm-hmm. so I just like follow projects 
Mm-hmm. So I think that's the main thing. Because also, like, if you're sharing a room, getting up and moving around and stuff. Also, I think I do try to build too many things. <laughs> I think I try to build. Always bringing home wood. <laughs> you build home wood that you aren't going to use. Because <laughs> I, uh, I remember when Sabra and I were living in San Diego, I we didn't want to get up to turn off the lights. So I built this insane contraption that we made a video manual of how to do it. Using um, those bands, exercise bands, mm-hmm. and it was like this thing where, like the ex- from the bed, you would pull a piece of floss that would, like, a water bottle would come down and pull the band, and it was tied to the light switch and did all this other stuff. That's awesome. But we didn't want it to be loud, so then we had to have like another thing that swooped down to catch the water bottle before it hit the ground. So, <laughs> so I think, yeah, I think just too it's too many. Like things. a lot of effort to just turn off a light switch. That's hilarious. That reminds me of. Um, Rich created a rope pulley system mm-hmm. that we had a fake severed head uh, <laughs> that he tied to the rope pulley system. And so it was, it probably took him an hour to do mm-hmm. this. And it was controllable from his desk. And it was all an elaborate ruse to play a trick on Sam Kirsch. And it was like, once it was in place and the dangling head was like able to be just like lowered by Rich by his desk, I was like, hey, Sam, can you come in here? And then like Sam came in and like as the door opened, Rich like dropped the severed head and like Kirsch was not amused. You guys haunted him with faces. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of Uh, we were his Kathy. <laughs> we were kind of like Bart Simpsons, I guess. We were kind of Bart Simpson-y. And he was the Kathy. Yeah, in the crossover of The Simpsons and the specific episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Um, a weirdly specific crossover they decided to do. <laughs> I kind of uh, did a Believe in Life After Love type thing when the song Piece of Me by Britney Spears came out. Oh, holy smokes. I, I listened to it more than Kathy listened to it. <laughs> God, but the, it was one of those things I was like, does she not have headphones? Because like, I would never just like play a song on repeat. Like. Some people don't have, a, like, some people don't understand space stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll be, like, someone, like, sometimes my parents will do it, but I've noticed it with, like, also friends our age will just be like, hey, have you seen this video of this guy yelling like a goat? It's like, no, I haven't. And <laughs> we're, like, in a library, and they just pl- press play, and I'm looking around, like, I'll Are watch it later. It? They're like, you can watch it right now. I'm like, no, I can't. <laughs> because... It's a man screaming. Yeah, it really like a bothers goat. me when people are like, they'll be flipping through like Snapchat or something, just like watch videos. Cause it's like, I'll do like Uber Pool a lot. Mm-hmm. And people just like play videos on their phone, just mm-hmm. like yeah. with no publicly. I'm like, if yeah. I were to do that, I would use headphones. I usually wait till I get home. Like, that makes me so, like, I'm like, why are you just playing this thing? Because, like, I can hear yeah. it. Yeah. Also, what if it's like, you don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. 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 Screaming like a goat. Yeah, it could <laughs> be like a speech by the president elect. <laughs> yeah, I also like, I don't know, when people like, Anyone who needs like is like oh watch this video and then immediately starts like put like forces you into like oh I hate it. a force like, watch uh, I hate a force watch I'm like send it to me and I'll watch it on my own time yeah. I don't like when I'm in a car because I get kind of car sick easily mm-hmm. and when someone's like hey just watch this video and I'm like I and I tell them I don't really like to watch videos in a car mm-hmm. and then there's always like this awkward moment where they where I like, reject their video. All right, and that is our bell. Now, usually that means that we have an extracurricular activity coming up. Unfortunately, because of the Women's March that we are all participating in, we are not doing that (laughs) this week. Instead, what we would like to do is take this time to give you a special, special announcement. We've been teasing it out a little bit, and right now we're just going to come out and say it. Next week, you're not going to get a normal Sunnydale study. You're not going to get that. We're not going to be talking about Buffy. Because we are talking about... 
Angel. That's right. We are cracking into Angel starting next week. We're going to be going through our own order that Chris Ramonte is curating. So if you have not seen Angel before and you want it to match up Angel and Buffy, Chris Ramonte will be leading you with the way that he orders the episodes. Isn't that right, Chris? Yes, it is. There is a certain order that I believe has a natural flow. It's not back and forth, Buffy, then Angel, Buffy, then Angel. There are certain clusters of episodes that be, should be viewed in certain orders, and I could not be more excited. And thank you all for following us as Angel and Cordelia and perhaps some other friends find their way to sunny Los Angeles from all the way from sunny Sunnydale. Yeah, it's actually, uh, I've been doing the drive from Santa Barbara to Los Angeles a lot lately, and it's not that much. How it's are actually, the sun variants? The sound variants? The sun variants. Oh, the sun variants? Oh, the sun variants is, um, it's actually a little cloudier in Sunnydale. Oh, okay. Then, well, yeah. we are going down to Irony. sunnier L.A. <laughs> <laughs> and Holland, this is your first time watching Angel, is that correct? Yes, I have not watched Angel before because I was <laughs> I did not want to watch Angel because it was called Angel. And uh, when I first watched Buffy, I started watching in the later seasons. I was very anti-Angel to the point where I didn't even want to watch Bones because I didn't even watch want to watch anything that David Brianis was in. So I was very <laughs> anti-Angel and then now I know more things about Angel um, and I know that Spike is in Angel, so like maybe I should get over myself. Um, so I'm going to actually watch Angel for the first time. I'm excited. Awesome. So that's that's correct. Uh, next week, y- if you're watching Angel for the first time, you'll be joining Holland Farkas. If you're rewatching Angel, you'll be joining Chris Bramante and myself uh, in rewatching Angel. We're going to be talking about it. We'll have special guests. Those sessions, just so you know, will be a little shorter mm-hmm. because until Angel really takes off in about probably season three or so, we're going to yeah, kind of just say, uh, we're focusing on Buffy season two. We're still a Sunnydale Pilea. study group. Pilea. <laughs> if that means anything to you, you understand. If you know what Pilea means, that's when the angel sessions will be getting longer. Uh, Holland, what do you think Pilea means? It kind of sounds like paella. Yeah, you're correct. <laughs> it does sound like paella. Oh, <laughs> oh, so, uh, <laughs> so that's uh, that's what we'll be doing. So that's our special announcement. This is our extracurricular activity. We really hope you enjoyed uh, our discussion of living conditions. We hope that you can send in uh, your stories about living with anyone, college or outside of college, your first impressions of having a roommate and what that was like. Please record those, send them to us on Twitter, send them to us and post them on our Facebook page. We would love that. That would mean everything to us. Uh, so that's pretty much it. That's the big announcement. And, uh, and that's it. We usually share our socials. You guys want to share your Twitters really quickly? Yo, yo, yo. What's up? Chris Pramani, Amaniak. Find me on the Instagram and Twitter, whatever. Hello. That's all. Holland, can you do exactly like Chris did? No. <laughs> um, I'm at Holland Farkas. And if you don't want to see current events or be informed on what is happening in the world right now, then I suggest not following me because it's a lot of me complaining about what is going on in the world right now. Uh, yeah, I'm at Omar Najam, and uh, I would probably say the same thing. <laughs> Just, thank you so much for joining us for our discussion of living conditions. And we will talk to you guys next week when we kick off Angel. Pack up your bags, pack up your books. We'll see you in Los Angeles.
Sunnydale Study Group is a weekly Buffy fan podcast produced by Holland Farkas, Chris Bramante, and Omar Najam. Our music was composed and recorded by Jimmy Scavone. If you enjoy the podcast, please visit our page on iTunes and leave us a rating and a comment. We'd very much appreciate it. And if you'd like to check out more Sunnydale Study Group related stuff, visit us at SSG Podcast on Twitter, Sunnydale Study Group on Facebook, and Sunnydale Study Group on Instagram.